0: to start this game. Jeremy Lovlowski and John Moraski teeing off on one another. Tom Maraski is just pounding away at Robinson. These, he said Tom Maraski, this is a guy who set a Western Hockey League record for 505 penalty minutes. Well, it's called like it is. Tom Maraski's a boon. Getting closer, he reaches in. the right, back right, right. He's at that, Grimson. He's just forth Stu Grimson. Oh my goodness. Scott Parker for the KO of Stu Grimson. He- this is one of the best, we have seen in a long time. Ben Bush tells the linesman, get the heck out of my kitchen. All right, He absolutely decked Jim Crate with a wild right. The sheer staggered by a big left hand by Wade Dillard. Chris Nyland on a penalty shot. Scores. Pugar down the wing. Bugar- Boston. both guys, five minutes deep for fighting! This should be good! This should be very good! Hello everybody and thank you for tuning in to episode number 54 of the 5 Fight for Fighting podcast. My name is Alec, your host, and this is the show where we focus on the players who drop the gloves and the fans who enjoyed watching them do it. Today I don't have a guest. I have a topic I'd like to cover, and if you have followed the podcast at all on social media, you know I'd kind of asked a question as a poll, um, you know, around multiple different platforms—Twitter, Instagram, Facebook—and uh, the question is: Does fighting grow the game of hockey? Um, you know, and we'll get into that here in a bit real quick. I want to apologize to John Searson, uh, John out there in the UK, him and I were supposed to record an episode Friday, but, uh, we were actually supposed to go live in the enforcer appreciation group and enjoy some, uh, some L fights together. But I think we'll, we, we moved it to this Friday. I had some, some stuff come up. Um, you know, the wife's grandmother isn't doing too well. So we, we, we had to make a trip up to Tampa for the weekend, um, so I do apologize, but we're going to definitely get an episode out. I know he had made a post saying that, you know, he was going to be going live and then literally it was like two hours later. My, my wife, before she got off of work, uh, called me and was like, can we please go up to Tampa? So I said, yes, of course, absolutely. Um, so for those expecting content out there, I apologize. Um, but we're definitely probably going to make it happen this Friday for sure. Um, but Real wanted to get that off, off my chest. So John, I'm sorry, bud. Um, you know, and you know, thank you for being understanding and, um, For those expecting an episode, I apologize, and I'm a little late even recording this one because I I was up in Tampa all weekend, so I didn't get to record anything, so here we are on this beautiful Monday morning, Um, getting ready to rain here soon, it looks like. Well, not quite yet. Afternoon afternoon showers are coming according to radar, so um, we'll see how that goes, but um, yeah, I had a lot of fun doing this. I was going to try to do a little bit more research into it, but I think I've got enough of you know i'll use this word data here data however you prefer to say but i think i got enough data here to uh you know make an answer i'll give you the short answer real quick before we get into it and the short answer is yes um but i i think there's there's more to it than just a simple yes but really quick before we get into that i got to give a quick shout out to the other friends in the podcast world and that's fourth line voice i just had an episode with him uh, or excuse me he had me on his show And we broke down the Minor League Mayhem tournament he has going on, which, of course, if you've listened to the podcast, mine or his, for a while, you know it's a lot of fun. It's like a March Madness-style bracket, much like the Bob Prober Invitational, if you're familiar with that one. But uh, you can tell by the name, Minor League Mayhem, although some people still don't grasp that. I saw somebody asking where Aaron Downey was (laughs) on Facebook. Um, Fucking... People are just I, people are stupid. I don't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't have the patience of Darren. And I know his. It's funny because it, it, he's like me. It'll start off as like a joke, and you can fuck around with people for a little bit for like the first two days. Then after that, it's like I'm fucking done with this. Um, (laughs) so, uh, we, we broke that down, me and Jay out in Iowa. Uh, we, we, we were both fortunate or unfortunate enough, however you want to look at it, to go on fourth line voice and, uh, break down the tournament, but no, it was a lot of fun. And just the first round, obviously, you know, it's all user voted. If you, if you're not on Twitter, I encourage you to get on Twitter just for the tournament. Um, and remain after that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look around hockey Twitter at all, remain dormant until the, the next competition comes out next year. Um, but that's how you vote in it but we voted on the first round basically or not really voted but we broke down the first round matchups and it was a lot of fun and um I'd give my answer Jay would give his answer vice versa and then Darren would give his um and we kind of break it down and you know it's all hypothetical matchups and some of these guys have never fought each other before so it's really it's really interesting and it's much like the the NHL one I think is a little bit uh more you, you have more visual to go off of with guys because in the minors, of course, he, like we had the problem with Curtis Voth, I had to vote against Curtis Voth, even though I didn't. You just don't see much footage of him. I have more footage of I forget who he was matched up with in the first round, um, but it, with the minors, you know, you got guys who played in like the the Whipple or the CHL. There's not as much footage out there for these guys, so it's very interesting, and you have to go. It's a lot of uh, you know hearsay or myth around these guys. And not that's not you know saying that these guys weren't tough, but you gotta you almost have to go off of stories of what people have told and. Um, what little footage there might be out there of a guy like even toporowski a guy with you know he had the 505 penalty minutes in the in the western league and there's fuck all for footage out there of his junior stuff so um no it's a lot of fun breaking it down though and we we had a good time crack some beers and uh crack some jokes and got it done i think it was almost two hours so i encourage you to go back and check that episode out uh really help darren's podcast grow and you know, if you're not tired of hearing my voice, you can go hear it somewhere over there at the podcast. Uh, you just came out with an episode. Today. I started it this morning in the work truck and then got home. Um, I'll be going back out to the job site here in a little bit. So I figured I'd bang this out and make the episode happen since I didn't have anything going on for Friday. Um, because, you know, circumstances intervened with my podcasting time. But, um, no, so go check that episode out and go check out Fourth Line Voice. Check out his YouTube channel. Darren does a great job. Um and that being said, also the other podcast that's uh, Joe Lazito over at The Coliseum Chronicles, The Penalty Box, and I forget who Joe just had on. It was I think it was Matt Karkner. Let me let me double check. I'm I'm not up to date on all my podcasting stuff. I wasn't on the phone too too much. I was just texting a couple people this weekend, so I wasn't on social media that much. Um, but I want to say it was Matt Carkner, which is a huge name for Joe. So I encourage you to go check that episode out. I'm just confirming here. Let me go back into my damn. Um, Oh, little fucking Spotify and shit, Jesus Christ! But uh, no, Joe does a great job, and you can tell by the name Coliseum Chronicles, the Penalty Box. He does the Islanders enforcers. He covers Islanders tough guys who have been in the farm team, even if they didn't play with the actual Islanders, and they don't, you know, even if they only play like two games for them. If they were in, I think it was like you know the Bridgeport Sound Tigers and um, other clubs like that, then he covers those guys. So. Um, it's a lot of fun. And Joe has a great back catalog. Both guys do both Darren and Joe have a great back catalog. Yeah, there we go. I just found it. It's Matt. Co- it's Matt Karkner part one. So was, I wonder if it's going to be like the Trevor Gillies saga where, um, it's, uh, you know, just never ending, but no, in all seriousness, Joe does a great job. He's got some tremendous back, uh, back catalog guys. Like I said, no, you, well, there you go. There's one for you, Trevor Gillies. So he's got plenty to go through. So you you definitely won't get bored over there. Go give him a, a follow. And re- one thing I ask is if you could rate and review our shows. It really helps both or all three of our podcasts grow. Here, um, I was gonna say both of theirs. Try to grow mine. Fuck those guys. <laughs> no, um, but it helps all three of our podcasts grow. And you can really help us. You know, when people search hockey uh, podcast or you know hockey fights or whatever, I, wanna, I think if you look up hockey fights, I'm sure you know the three of us are the first ones to come up on. And well, at least in a podcast search bar. Um, but if you look it up either just hockey podcast will help ours show up. Um, one second, let me get a swig of coffee here. I'll tell you what, I don't know who the fuck buys Yetis because God bless it. Are they friggin' expensive? I got this Orca off brand thing and I've had this coffee poured for like three hours now and it is still piping hot. Um, (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, rant there, but man, I don't. I, I I've seen Yeti so damn much, and I don't understand how people can spend money on it. I always typically get like the Ozark Trail shit. For, I think it's from Walmart, but it's the same shit. Um, you know, I, Yeti's like a status symbol for rich rednecks, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I mean, it does the job. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, fuck. I saw the other day Yeti has like a dog bowl. Like, why? Who gets their <laughs> who gets their dog a fucking Yeti bowl? And I mean, this thing was, I want to say it's like 50, 60 bucks. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't get it. But anyway, sorry to get off track there. I'm just, I was just looking at the cup and I was like, man, this thing does pretty well. And it's that Orca brand. It was, I think I got it from my, I think my father-in-law got it for me, actually. It's a nice Buccaneers Super Bowl champion uh, cup. So thanks. Thanks, father-in-law out there. You know, at least I know I'm not the, uh, not all in your bad graces there, but um no, so we'll get on with the episode here a little bit, and this is a, you know, I forget, oh, it was it was actually Isha, I don't know if Isha listens to the podcast, Isha runs the Hockey Podcast Network and runs Darren's show, I know he, and Isha's out there, he pumps up the tires on my podcast all the time too, so I appreciate the, uh, the help out there, and, you know, it was, it was one of the clips he had posted, uh, he runs his podcast out there called, I think, The Soda Pod, it's all about the Minnesota Wild, I think, I could be wrong. Sorry, if, if it's if it's anything with today's hockey, I'm just I don't listen. I'm sorry. Um, very rare. Very rarely will I listen. But he was talking with somebody about Dan, the Danbury Trashers, as you know, the, the big hype around them right now. After the uh, crime and was it crimes and penalties, crime and penalties, crime and punishment. I forget what it is. But, the you know, the Trashers documentary out there on, on Netflix. There's a lot of buzz around that. And he was talking with somebody about it. And it was talking about growing the game. And there was a you know a debate back and forth whether they you know the all the fighting and the antics screw the game, um, I I mean I I think it would have I, I we'll put it this way you you wouldn't have this trashers documentary out now with all the even if it was just still the you know all the you know I use the term loosely crime. Um, attached to the team because, of course, I had A.J. Galante on, and we didn't talk about anything with that. I You know, if people want to see all that, there's a, well, there's a documentary now, but at the time, you could go look all that up on the internet. I just wanted to hear about the hockey shit, and it was a great episode. I had a lot of fun doing that with A.J., but so I don't think the trashers would be nearly as big with, you know, if, it, if their team was just some normal team and they didn't hire, you know, 80 tough guys on the fucking team. Um You know, I I, I think that we'd be maybe talking about it a little bit, but I don't think there would have been this huge documentary on it or anything like that. Uh, You know, if there was still the um, indictment and everything involved, then, you know, there might be a story out there, but I don't think the story is nearly as big without all these tough guys and fighting. And funny, it, well, I, I laugh too, and I think Darren mentioned it. And I think I might have said it on my last one. One, oh, the modern age fan, if they saw The Trashers today, would just be crying. But uh, all of a sudden, it's their favorite. Oh, it's my favorite documentary. Oh, like, you know, go Trashers now. Meanwhile, it's the same people who think Tom Wilson's a goon. Like, you know, um, which actually will get it a little bit of Tom wilson later on to support some evidence for my beautifully researched data. Um, (laughs) on, you know, does fighting grow the game of hockey? And like I said, the short answer I think is yes, but there's more to it than that. You know, if if people listen, uh, listen to my podcast for a while, I did an episode way back with Shane, uh, of, you know, formerly of the history of hockey podcast. I know he doesn't do the podcast anymore. Hopefully he still listens to this. Um, but you know, if you listen to the history of fighting in hockey, um, you'll know fighting has been in the game for ever. It's always been there. And I think, I think to a certain extent, it always will be. I, I don't think they'll ever outright ban it. It's already pretty, it's pretty much gotten rid of itself on its own because of rule changes made. And as you know, with the last episode I had with the WHL, you heard of another rule change made with the whole chin straps and you're not allowed to take off an opponent's helmet. Like the helmet has to come off organically we'll say in a fight. So you know, the little rules like that have slowly but surely pushed fighting out. And, you know, it's it's a whole thing of, you know, hey, we still tolerate it, but you can't do this, can't do that. Um, and if you do this, it's, it's a 10-game suspension or some shit, right? Um, but fighting has really always been in the game of hockey. And, of course, it was the Broad Street uh, Bullies that really emphasized toughness and took it to a whole new level. I mean, they were, you know, the, the trashers before the trashers. And they had blown up the role of enforcing and fighting. And that's what you really have them to thank. And, of course, you know, there was guys like John Ferguson beforehand. um, Who John Ferguson is known as the original enforcer. But really blew it up. And fighting really became big after the Broad Street Bullies and through the, the 70s, 80s, 90s, up until the 2010s. I mean, if you really look at the role of enforcer, I know it's still there a little bit when you have guys like Ryan Reeves and, again, that's another part we'll get to later on down the road um, and growing the game and, you know, getting buzz around it. But you got guys like Ryan Reeves still. So, it, I mean, that that role of toughness is still in the game today. So it's crazy. I like Again, it's not nearly as prevalent. You don't have um, a Link Gates or anybody rolling around like that or guys who are just like a Steve McIntyre. Um, you know, rolling around to just be there is Like, you, you got to be able to put the puck in the back and that a little bit. And that's no knock on, you know, Link, Link Gates was a hell of a player. And you ask anybody, um, fuck, he could really skate. He was a solid defenseman. Um, there's no knock on Big Mac, of course. It's just um, the way the game has gone. And it was more guys were, I won't say expendable, but you were able to have a guy like that on your roster and, you know, still perform well. But now it's, it's gotten so far the other way where you, you can't do that anymore. Uh, besides, like I said, you know, you got the last few guys here. You got well Wilson. Wilson's like a unicorn. Uh, every t- if every team could have a Tom Wilson, they would. Um, but you got guys like Reeves and Lucic still hanging around just a little bit. And I, I think Reeves maybe has three more years. Lucic, I, I'd be surprised if he has another two. I think if he does get it um, play again, I think it'll be one more year after this one, and then I think it's done after that. I'd be surprised if it. I, actually, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it wasn't. Uh, his last year this season, so um, you can see fighting still has always had a place in the game, and the, so you know I, I get I get it's a brief history lesson here, but I, I'm, I've got a point to it to make a long story longer here. F- fighting has been in the game for so long, so many people are so accustomed to it, or not not necessarily accustomed to it, but they've just been around it, or they know of fighting in hockey, and when I did this this topic of does fighting grow the game of hockey, I I understand it's a very there's no numbers you can crunch on it. I can't say specifically this fight brought in this many people and this many people after that, you know, stuck around and became fans of the game. Um, it's not necessarily like that. There's no definitive evidence to it. And basically the only way to do it is word of mouth through people. And that's why I asked around on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, I put in, and this isn't lost on me here. I put in multiple hockey fight groups, um, that I asked the question: Does fighting grow the game of hockey? Now I get it. We're all fight fans here, and so you might be thinking the evidence is a little bit skewed because it's all strictly pro fighting. Um, but I don't think that's the case. Well, would, with certain people, it is. Don't get me wrong. There's certain people out there that definitely just want to see fights. Um, and I, my actually, my old beer league uh, buddy. I used to play with back in Tampa brought up a really good point on it and I'll get I'll give his quote here later but I got a couple player quotes here um, we'll get into and I know Pat Barton had a really good one so I know Pat's listening too so thanks for your feedback and I'll be you know saying what Pat said back in the day uh, or excuse me about the game back in the day and um, his answer to it so it's it's very hard to get definitive numbers on this like I said there's no strict answer on it it's It's all, you know, hearsay of, oh, yeah, well, you know, basically how a lot of people get into it is they happen to see a hockey fight. And that drew them into the game of hockey and became bigger hockey fans and actually wanted to learn the game. And, you know, how I became a hockey fight fan, actually, is learning the role of the enforcer. I have the last Gladiators documentary with Chris Nyland to thank for that. I've always been a hockey man, I've always been drawn to the fights, but when I really learned about the role of enforcing and what actually went into it once I got old enough to kind of understand it, because, you know, being, uh, you know, only 10 years old at Lightning games, seeing Andre Waugh kick the shit out of me, uh, or excuse me, kick the shit out of guys, I, you know, I didn't know any better, I thought Waugh was a badass, but, you know, you don't know the, the stuff that goes into it, and that's what really drew me into fighting, or being, becoming a bigger fight fan and really getting into the enforcer role and doing a deep dive into it was, I was, a, I, I told this story before, but I was like 16, 16 or 17 when I first saw that documentary on Netflix and that just lit a fire. And all of a sudden I'm, this, I started researching guys cause I had never looked up guys back in the eighties, nineties. And the next thing you know, here I am looking that up cause I'd only known, you know, early two thousands and 2010s hockey. Um, just a product of when I was born. So, that that's what it comes down to is a lot of that is people. I don't think they go to hockey games. Any, I should say this any more specifically looking for fighting, uh, especially with the way, the way the game has gone, whether or not the NHL, you know, wants to tell you this, they, they like the rivalries because it draws people in. Um, what ultimately sells the game. And Darren has said this, I've said it is emotion The the not even necessarily fighting; it's the the chance that there could be a fight. And I think me and Chris got into this as well last um, interview, not interview, but our last bullshitting when we broke down some fights. But it's that that emotion is what really draws people in. It's the emotion of there could be a fight; there might be a um, you know someone who goes too far, and then the, the, you know gloves are dropping. So, fighting in general, I don't. It's it's not going to be like you know you're not going to showcase fighting as the main I don't know what to say like billboard or like poster board on the front of an arena you're always going to show your superstars your Ovechkins Crosby's McDavid's those are the big signs that are up on the front of arenas or around town and stuff like that Um, but I think fighting the best way I have seen it is I believe it's more so a gateway of getting into the game of hockey you know a lot of outsiders. I've asked this question and I I think Shane has said it uh, a few. And I'm sure if you're listening, you probably know some people who have said it. You ask an outsider who's never watched a game of hockey and uh, you don't know they haven't watched hockey, but you say, you know, hey hey man, you know, do you like hockey at all? Have you ever watched it? Uh, You know, I don't really watch it, but I think it's really cool when they fight. And so I think um, when you get into it, Fighting is a gateway because it, people it attracts people, and I know it sounds barbaric, but people are just attracted to violence. It's just it's just human DNA. Excuse me. Holy shit, we're all technically animals, right? So, um, violence is just something that humans are drawn to, no matter what. And I it was said best in the the Ice Guardians documentary. You know, um, when it, when there's a fight at school or whatever, everybody just circles around. Everybody wants to see it, and it's the same thing. Uh, I know Don Cherry said it, it's at the very end of, uh, Darren's podcast as a little clip and, um, Don Cherry says, you know, for those of you that don't like fighting in hockey, how many of you got up and got a cup of coffee while that was on? And it's true. You you go to an arena and you see a fight in the, in the game and how many people actually get up and just run away screaming in terror. It just doesn't happen. Um, whether people like it or not, ever I think everybody watches it. I've never seen somebody cover their eyes. I mean, maybe somebody will cover their kid's eyes or something like that if they're young, and I, I totally get that. And, I, again, I'll get why people don't like fighting in hockey, but to say it doesn't grow the game I think is a bit of a stretch. Um, you definitely don't see anybody, like I said, running out and, oh, my God, I can't believe I paid you know X amount of dollars for this shit. Like, I don't think anybody's going to complain about that. But um, one sec here. fucking hey, that's still hot um so it's it it, it does grow the game and I, i've seen people also say and this where i get it can be a double-edged sword and it might not grow the game as you know if a family's going to their very first hockey game and they see you know they go to I was going to say the, the Chiefs versus like Sorrell, but I think the LNH is a bit of a stretch here, which that's another way I, you know, I can't say that the, I mean, it has grown the game is the L but that's the, that's the far, far right. And I'm not saying conservatives or Republicans or Democrats. I'm just using that as a, but that's the, the other far end of the spectrum where, you know, fighting was first and hockey was second, but um you know, let's say you you go to like a Thunder Bay Quad City game back in the day and there's a bench clearing brawl and it's your first ever hockey game and you got your kids there. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily the greatest thing, uh, depending on who the parents are and depending on how the kids react to it. But at the same time, uh, how many people does that attract? And let me let me go to my I'll get my first quote here from my my buddy Steve. Like I said, who he's actually he's around the game a lot because he's um. He's a camera guy for the Lightning and the Rays and stuff like that. He works for the company that uh, was at Bally Sports now, I think. Um, let me see here. Oh, I think this one's on my phone, actually. I was looking on my computer. I, I got a couple tabs pulled up here, so bear with me. Oh, of course, now it's gone. Now, since I closed Facebook. Real professional podcast I got going on here. Um, here we go. So, Steve said, hopefully, I mean, hopefully he loves me To use this quote, I don't know if he even listens to the podcast, but um, he says, I think it's a little bit of a double-edged sword. First and foremost, fighting without a doubt has its place in hockey. It's an important aspect of the game and helps govern it when the officials can't. Fighting without a doubt brings in non-hockey fans and excites them. In the same vein, it might detract from learning other aspects of the game if people only want to see fights. I feel like it would be a difference if you took a new fan to a minor league game versus an NHL game. Going to a minor league game for the first time, you'll probably expect all hockey um, to be much more chippy than on out and, excuse me, on out and not getting his brains. Okay, so basically, sorry, it was a typo here, but basically expecting more of a chippy game than kind of like a well-rounded game of like hockey appreciation um, at a minor pro game. Uh, Going to an NHL game for the first time. Would probably give you an appreciation for other aspects of the game, but you might miss out on one of the most exciting aspects of the game as fighting is dwindling at that level. Short answer, it grows the game, but only to a certain extent. And actually, I mean, it really is a, is a solid point. I mean, obviously, we all know Miners is much more chippy. Guys are trying to prove themselves, and, uh, you know, they're not doing it for millions of dollars. So it's a lot more chippy because they're trying to make it to that next level. Um, and again, I think this is where people get confused on. They think when I say fighting grows the game, you know, I'm, I'm trying to talk about like bloodbaths and blind brawls and shit like that. But, you know, if people go to those games and they expect to fight every game, they're going to be quickly turned off. And that might turn people or not won't turn those people away. But those people might not become hockey fans. But when you, you see a fight at a minor pro level. And you're like, holy shit, this is really cool. Like, you know, I've never, never seen anything like this in sports before. And you see it at the NHL level, and you see it's a little bit less, but you, you start to learn more about it, and you get more intrigued with the role, and more into the game because that fight drew you in, and you want to go see more hockey games for chippiness. Um, and again, you might, you, you don't quite get that at the NHL level. So those expecting it at the NHL level might be like, well, fuck this, this isn't, you know, this wasn't what I saw in Wheeling the other night. So um, it is a double edged sword in in that instance, but. It, it does draw people in, and it, I think it will allow people to want to learn more about the game of hockey itself. Um, you see a fight, you want to learn more about the game of hockey because now you're, you want to go to games more. You want to learn about it, so you want to learn about offsides, icing. You want to learn about the uh, the superstars and um, penalties and everything like that, and I, I've done it with my buddies before. Um, I, you know This is first firsthand experience for me. I took a buddy to a Solar Bears game. And it was, like, what was it, Solar Bears versus the Everblades. First time ever, I put him on the glass because, you know, this, is, this isn't this is $1,000 tickets like at the NHL level. I mean, I, th- I think we paid like 50 bucks per seat for glass seats. Put him on the glass. I said, you know what, we'll, we'll do this right. I'll get you – because this is his first minor league game he's ever been to. He never went to one uh, before. So – Excuse me. So he, you know, we went there and he's like, this is like fucking awesome. This is insane. He's like, they never hit like this in lightning games and the game itself. There was no fights, but it was a lot more fun to me, um, in terms of physicality and physical play. So, you know, he enjoyed it. He enjoyed it a lot more. And he, I think after that, he's, he's been more of a hockey fan since then. Um, He's gone to more Lightning games. He's a bigger Lightning fan now, which is good for him. Um, personally, for me, it's funny because you see these people get into it that way, but you see us old people. I say old people. I'm only 25, damn it, I'm not that old. Um, but you see us older fans who you've seen how fun the physical play is, and now it's gotten so less it's turned people off. So it's that's the double-edged sword, I think. if Without that physical play, that parody, that emotion, you turn other people off to the game. So it's hard for me to say that fighting and physical play doesn't grow the game, right? And you know I, I guess we'll get into it here a little bit with my my data, my numbers. So what grows the game more than social media or videos like YouTube today right? So I went on YouTube and I actually searched um, multiple different things with leagues. now the AHL was very hard to search and I, I wish I could have so well let me give you the backstory of what it did here. Basically, I went into the search bars and typed in like NHL, and then I hit a filter of most viewed, and I typed in very popular hockey channels. Um, I did it with the ECHL as well. The AHL I couldn't do because there's so many different uh, there's acronyms with the the N A H L. And other stuff that's just represented by that acronym. And then when I look up American Hockey League, I still get there's so many different North American Hockey Leagues. um, And that's what it it gravitates to. And I I probably could have done a little bit better search for it and, you know, done the whole, like, you know, make sure this is specific to it. But um, regardless, I still think I got some solid fucking numbers here. So we'll get into it a little bit. And so, uh, you know, you look up top 10 hockey list. A lot of people love lists these days, you know, top 10 goals, top 10 um, you know, fights, top 10 hits, top 10 deks, top 10 saves, whatever, the list goes on. So I searched top 10 hockey, or no, I searched hockey top 10, excuse me, and of the first 25 videos in that list, and I'm not kidding, you can go look this up, you can, you know, go to YouTube and type this in, because these are the most viewed videos is what I was going off of, of what draws people in, of what people, I shouldn't necessarily want to see, but what attracts them to watch it. Of the first top 25 Nine of those videos are fights slash hits. And I think it was, if I remember right, I'm trying to do it off the top of my head here. I think two were hits, the rest were fights. But, you know, it's that physical play, that, that, that chippiness that draws people in. Um, if you, And here's an, another interesting one. If you specifically just search NHL, nothing else. You type in NHL in the search bar, filter it by top results. The most viewed video of all time is rookie fights. It's, it's it's rookies fighting is the name of it, I think, or like top or, you know, NHL's best rookie fights or something like that. And it's it's made by a very popular channel, which that's another reference I went off of. But that video, the, the, the rookie fights one has nine point seven million views and that's more than any other NHL video on the internet right now or I should say on the internet on YouTube if you like I said if you go type in just search YouTube filter it with most viewed 9.7 million views are on that one same thing with the ECHL so the ECHL top fights or excuse me top video you just type in ECHL most viewed with 1.1 million views is a fight slash line brawls. I think it's like ECHL craziness, and that's done by the same channel. And that channel is Jen's ninety five. And I'm sure if you if you watch YouTube a lot of hockey fights or even just hockey in general on YouTube, Jen's ninety five is actually a great channel. Um, I think it's run by a gal named Jen. I think, um, but she slash she whatever. I, I, again, I don't fuck. It's 2021. I don't want to say the wrong pronoun. Um, but whoever runs the channel does a great job of. You know, uploading YouTube clips really, or excuse me, uploading clips to YouTube very fast. Whether it's not, it doesn't even have to be fights; it, just, it could just be a goal or like a hit. Um, but of that channel, so you go to you go to Jen's ninety five, you go to you go to that person's channel, you filter their videos, or you click videos and you filter by the most viewed. Four of the top ten most popular videos on that channel are fights. So it's real, and I, I should have tallied up probably the views on them. But I again, that nine point seven million views is the rookie fights video that's posted by Jens ninety five. So it's very hard for me to say that people don't like fighting. It attracts people at at, at so many different from from all around because YouTube is worldwide. That's you know anybody can view it. Um, another big one, Sportsnet. So, of the Sportsnet top ten most viewed clips, if you go to Sportsnet. Um. The two, two fighters, Jesus Christ, easy for me to say of the top 10. So I'm looking to like, so, so many different ones. Cause I've got a bunch of different ones written down and now they're all meshed together. Um, should have spaced it out better. My beautiful chicken scratch, but you go to Sportsnet and you type in, uh, you know, you go to their videos and you filter out the top 10 or excuse me. Yeah. You filter the most viewed top 10 Two are fight videos and it's Reeves. And who was, it? I think Curtis Gabriel. I think that was that, it was that fight video. And you look up, and it's the other one, the goalie fight with Mike Smith and whoever the other guy was from Edmonton. Uh, those are the two, the, two of those are the most viewed videos on Sportsnet of all time in their top 10. So it's really hard to sit there and say that it doesn't grow the game. People still watch it, people still enjoy watching it, even at today's level. Even, and I, I get people say that, you know, it, some people say it helps grow the game in the sense that. And I think it did. This doesn't play a role today, but some people say it grew the game in the aspect where star players are protected. Now they're not, and we're seeing fighting at an all-time low across all leagues. Um, star players are not protected. Some teams they are, uh, but enforcers aren't allowed to enforce anymore, so that's the whole reason that teams don't have them because they can't do their job. There's so many rules set in place to where... It has to be like at the perfect time or else they're going to get an extra 10 and get tossed and then maybe a a suspension. So enforces can enforce and that aspect I don't think quite translates to today's game where star players can be themselves and still play because I mean we've seen all the uh, the abuse McDavid had and then that's the other problem is when McDavid would have that abuse. Where's Lucic doing something? Lucic would do something. Oh, we got this fucking idiot on our, our team. Yeah, our team, like you play for the Oilers. Oh, we got Lucic, and he did this, and I can't believe that. And it's, Well, what do you want? Do you want McDavid protected or not? So any, any anytime somebody does something, it's put under the microscope. Enforcers and tough guys can't enforce anymore. There's um, another good one for you. This is the last, like, number crunch I have. in uh, again, number crunch used very loosely. Um so it's it's the New York, as we all know, the the New York and Washington rematch that happened between uh, the teams after the, the Wilson incident, where everybody wanted to suspend it, which was a fucking joke. I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you think Wilson should have been suspended for that. I'm sorry. It's just that was fucking Tuesday, you know, even five years ago. Um, one sec. So that uh, that fight, or excuse me, that fight that that game on a Wednesday night, random Wednesday night between New York and Washington. On the for the U.S. That's just the U.S. ratings I went off of, and it's out of the top fifty. It was ranked twenty sixth that night for views, and it was up. I, I let's see. I looked it up, and while NBC, I know NBC was on the on the decline this year, from what I could tell, it's their last year in the broadcast, and less and less people were listening this year. The average was I want to say about three hundred seventy viewers. That was their that's what they were averaging. That game itself got around four hundred and fifty thousand. I'm trying. I should have wrote that number down, but I know it was right around four. It was. It might have been even like four hundred twenty seven thousand. So either way, it was above the average viewership. And what do you think? Pe- people wouldn't tune into that game to see fucking goals. I promise you that. We all knew what was going down in that game. Um, so if viewership was up. It's hard for me to. It's hard to sit there and tell me fighting doesn't grow the game. Now again, I don't think. If you expect that every game, you're going to be sorely disappointed in which the the line brawl that was a uh, line brawl. I use that loosely because their fights were kind of weak. But nonetheless, they still did it. Um, if you expect that every game, you're going to be sorely mistaken. So the, the flash in the pan people who just want to see fights are quickly turned away by the game today. And I, it, I totally get that. But I do think it draws people in still. And I, I forget who it is on Twitter, but um, he was a guy he never watched hockey, and then I remember he went, like, was it live, or he posted a video, and it was about these dudes beating the shit out of each other, and he's been a hockey fan ever since then. And that's the main story I got throughout the, even though I get it, my my numbers here, my, you know, data, uh, again, very, used very loosely. When I say data, I use it very loosely. But my, my general questionnaire I posted around, like, again, I get it, it might be skewed because it is fight fans, but a lot of them was this It's the same story from them. Well, you know, I had never watched hockey, but then, you know, I, I got to see Dave Brown and Tim Hunter going at it in the Battle of Alberta. And then I was hooked after that. And I, I really started learning about hockey. Um, and I think that's the story about a lot. And especially down. Let me see if I could find it. I know down south was a big one and they covered it in the tough guys documentary. Uh, For those out there listening, you can go watch that on YouTube. It's just called Tough Guys. Look up up just like Hockey Tough Guys. You'll find it's like a 40, 45-minute documentary. Um, But that was huge. Fighting was huge growing growing the game down south. It was – because, you know, this was minor pro hockey we're talking at the time. And it was like, you know, the CHL, ECHL. And it's just like, you know – that was and they stayed in there. That fighting because of course wrestling was big down there and they people realized like this shit isn't staged. Like holy shit, this is this is crazy. Um, so fighting was huge growing the sport down south. And let me see here. Let me just so I'll say Terry's. Um, <clears throat> here we go another because this is in the po- and I got to think um, Jeremy. I think it's Jeremy Wright who runs this group. Um, you know it's called Hockey Southern Style and it's home with the Arkansas Glacier Cats. And it's just uh, it's a fun group for talking about Southern hockey. Um, someone says it did me being in the Air Force in the mid 90s. I worked with a lot of guys from up north who were rabid hockey fans. I would watched a few games on TV, but it didn't really grab me. That all changed when I returned from an overseas assignment to Arkansas in 1999 when the Glacier Cats or excuse me, I went to a Glacier Cats game. Watching Marty Melnichuk and Todd St. Louis throw hands with guys got my attention at first, but I very quickly started appreciating every aspect of the game. Tim Finley and Rob Griffin scoring goals, Christian Sousey uh, in net pitching shutouts. I think taking the time to learn the rules helped tremendously also. So again, fighting is more so, and I, I get it's not going to continuously grow the game. That's that's the point I'm trying to make here. I think I've you know hammered it home enough, but it's a gateway for people. Um, and someone says it did me nearly 30 years ago. I've moved way beyond that since, but it definitely got me to come back to my second live game. My first game, the legendary John Brophy, then coach of the Hampton Roads Admirals, jumped the glass to go after someone and broke the glass. I was hooked then. Later, I learned of his storied career and further the antics on I'll never forget it. So oh, you got John Brophy. I mean, that's fucking on par for Brophy there. Um, <laughs> so that's a that's a good one to learn. And, I'll, you know, I'll give one more quote here. Of uh, Pat Barton, let me go ahead and find it. It's around here somewhere. um Here we go. <clears throat> I think fighting involved in a sport for whatever reason will always. um Excuse me. I think fighting involved in a sport for whatever reason will always attract people because it's human nature to want to watch two people fight. We always. Uh, excuse me. We will always like it. As far as growing the game in general, I believe that's possible. But I always looked at the true hockey fans as a separate breed than to other sports fans. To me, hockey in the U.S. is still more of a spectacle, excuse me, spectacle sport to a person who has never, ent- uh, never attended. Never met a person who saw a game live and not become a fan after. Not sure I answered, but in my mind, fighting can be sold as part of the package of entertainment with the aspect. Whether it grows the game, the actual 60 minutes of hockey, uh, not quite sure. And I totally agree. And uh, like that's, that's just it. It's, it's the aspect of the game that's the, that completes the package of, of drawing people into hockey. You got the goals. You got hits. You got fights. Those are the three main things that draw people in. Um, when you, you take out one of those, I mean, it's less people are going to watch. Now, I don't think hockey will, will ever you know come to a standstill. But the rivalries are what sell the game. Just this offseason, and I pointed out before with the Enforcer signings episode, I swear the most talked about signing – was Ryan Reeves uh, getting traded to the the Rangers because he's brought in there to you know help the Rangers out with their lack of toughness? So and a lot of Ranger fans were some were excited, some were turned off by it. But I think once they see Reeves go out there and fight Wilson, I think they're going to change their tone a whole lot um, and really want to tune up Wilson. And I again going back to today's hockey, as I pointed out before, in one of the live episodes, I don't think they're going to fight, you know, every game. Uh, Wilson and Reeves aren't going to go out of every game. This is 2021 hockey. We're talking about both guys had a four fights total last season in its entirety. So they're not going to fight every game just for the sake of fighting they're, you know, a reason might have to happen. But I, I think the first game of the season is going to go. And I promise you, that's already the most talked about game this year. It's opening night, or for their opening night, I, I can't, I think opening night might be with the Lightning and the Penguins. Um, but for their opening, uh, opening game or season opener, that's already the most talked about game of the year after that. Everybody's already posting, you know, what it's going to be like watching this game. Uh, you know, I'll be surprised, and I think, I can't remember if it's on TNT or ESPN, because uh, I know ESPN got the the recent TV deal. But I, that game, I mean, that game, it's going to be the most watched game of the season Unless something else happens, and they always are. And remember, remember the Battle of Alberta? That was the most watched game that year. Everybody was tuning in for that when the goalies fought. And it's that emotion that that the, the aspect that fighting a fight might even happen. People are drawn to it. Excuse me. Um, so I, I mean, I, I, it's hard. It's hard to say it doesn't grow the game. Now again, it's in today's game especially. It's not solely fighting. You know, fighting is at an all-time low, but it, it definitely draws people in. Even on my Twitter poll, and again, this might be skewed because a lot of people who follow the account are pro-fight, uh, you know, fight fans. That that concept isn't lost on me. That my my numbers here might be a little bit skewed in in favor. And I didn't mean to mean it to be like that for a reason. These are just the groups I have access to. I can't just throw up a random post on NHL.com and ask if fighting grows the game. So this is what I these are my resources I have. So I apologize if this you know it might be skewed. So of the Twitter poll. Eighty-six percent yet uh, said yes to fighting does grow the game. Fourteen percent said no. Um, and funny when I my, my whole thing was I, I asked people why it doesn't grow the game, and the answers I got were really shitty. They weren't like anything like no nobody wants to go see that or uh, literally let me let me see if I could find them here. The the answers for no were because that was what I asked. I said if you. If you do ask, or excuse me, if you do answer yes, please uh, explain why. If you do answer no, please explain no. So I didn't really get a whole whole lot of answers to why it's bad for the game or why it doesn't grow the game. Um, let me see here. Hold on. Here we go. Somebody st- literally just said uh, it's a game, not a battle. And I said, right, but the players and fans all seem to still want it in the game. And they just said sad. So they put up no argument to it. As to why it doesn't grow the game. And, you know, I I think we'll wrap it up here in a sec. Um, Because I think I've covered all the points. And I don't want to keep beating a dead horse. Um, Here's a a good one from John. He said, uh, you know, tough question, especially for the minor leagues. Lots of folks like me love it. An average casual couple with children probably won't like seeing their kids seeing it. Um, especially down south. So, and that's what I said. Like, it's not, it's not. fighting isn't for everybody. And I know that for sure. Uh, you're more likely to grow the game with goals and, you know, star players showing off. But I, I still think fighting can have its role of growing the game today. Um, and that's like what I said earlier. You know, I, I don't know if kids are going to want their, excuse me, parents are going to want their kids <laughs> seeing that um, all the time. But uh, I, I know for a fact, even when the, the Everblades re signed Kyle Newber you look at the comments section. everybody was all thrilled about that they were so happy to see him back and um he was one of the you could probably call him one of the heavyweights in the ECHO right now um he's if you actually look at his fight card you go back it's actually pretty solid from junior um but that being said people were still excited to see tough guys coming back and they were wanting that toughness and I made a post about that Cody McDonald kid uh, of the Everblades he just signed out of um I think he played college for a year, but basically he's coming straight from the dub and he had 41 fighting majors in his, in his career down there in junior, which is by today's standards, a lot. And people were thrilled to have that toughness. I made a post, you know, saying that this could be good for the Everblades. I'm in a couple of Everblades groups now to try to follow up with the team. Cause this is my, we're, we're here for a year. So I'm trying to make the best of it and really, really embrace the, uh, the Everblades and get back to my, my roots of watching minor pro hockey. I'm actually really excited for it. Um, Most people said, this is great that we have another guy because they had at wall and soul. And, you know, we got a guy who can bring in toughness and uh, they can't wait to see what he can bring. So people are still excited for fights and that physical player. I think I'll answer it and we'll we'll get it off here soon. Um, The short answer, does fighting grow the game of hockey? Absolutely. Yes, it does. Is that the sole thing that will grow the game of hockey? No, it is the gateway that will bring people in and, uh, you know, people will embrace the game and really want to learn about it. So, you know, there's your short answer to it. Um, Yeah, I I took multiple. I wish I had Instagram doesn't show me the damn results of the poll I had. Um, I took a poll with that, and that one was overwhelming. Yes, as well. Um, And this comes from a lot of former players. Like I said, with Pat Barton there, uh, I know Darcy Johnson said yes. Um, So I think some people misunderstood the question asking if I think fighting should be in hockey. Um, That wasn't the question at all, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but regardless, you hear the stories over and over again of multiple people fighting is what it got them into hockey or fighting really opened their eyes to the sport and made them want to learn more about it. So fighting can grow the game of hockey. And I know that might sound biased because I'm a pro fight, uh, you know, pro hockey fight fan. Um, and I mean, pro is like pros and cons. I don't mean, like just pro fights, obviously. Uh, yeah, and, but talking with multiple players. Who were fighters, you know, especially like, like the guy who was in the, in the Air Force from going to Arkansas Glacier Cat games. But you talk to multiple players, and it's the same thing. People love it. Nobody gets up to go, you know, go get a cup of coffee or go, you know, take a piss while a fight's going on. Everybody stands up, and um, that's another big thing people pointed out. There's two thi- two times people stand up in a hockey game, it's with. Um, with goals and with fights. So at the end of the day, fights and emotion will always sell the game, regardless of what people will tell you. Um, It it definitely does grow the game, but it's not the sole thing that will grow the game. And it's a double-edged sword because it might turn some people off. But at the end of the day, people do get into it because of fighting in hockey and the physical play. I guarantee this, a lot of people will just watch, watch on social media. And I know some people will post in the Enforcer Appreciation Group and all the hockey fight groups. Be on the lookout for, uh, you know, this this opening game with the Rangers and the uh, Capitals. I almost said Islanders for some reason. Maybe Joe's balls are still in my head. His fucking his Christmas ornaments, um, but no. So be on the lookout for that, and um, you know, tell me what you think. You know, shoot me in a, shoot me a message and let me know. I, you know, hopefully I provided some decent numbers. Again, this is all social media stuff. Or not social media necessarily, but you know, YouTube of what people look at. Um, and I mean, I'm sure if I even took the time to look at it, Facebook would be a bit harder to break down because you can't specifically search for it. Um, but I know a lot of hockey fight videos. I know a, a couple of mine have, you know, they're in the triple digits or, well, I mean, six digits, you know, 350 K for, for views. So, you know, there's six digits there on some of those fight videos I've posted through the channel that gets, they still get shared around to this day. So people still love it and share these, these fight videos. Um, you know, the, the one was big. I know that it, the Steve McIntyre, and I think it was, it was Steve McIntyre, Brian McGratton fight is big. Um, so it still, it's still has its place in the game today, of course, and it still has its place in helping grow the game. Uh, I, I do, we're going to see less and less fights every year. So uh, I've seen people say it's kind of stagnant now as well with growing the game because there's less rivalries to sell. And, I mean, I think that could be true. I know hockey's the biggest it's ever been. Um, and you, I think you have the pioneers of fighting to you have the Broad Street Bullies, the enforcers to thank for that because they they started the rivalries and uh, you know people wanted to see the the fights going on so you have them to thank for it so I don't know but you know hey we gone on for almost forty five we got a little bit over forty five minutes so not bad for a, a solo episode I try to keep these somewhat short so everybody's attention span is in there so I, I don't think people want to hear me talk for even more than an hour but I think 40, 45 minutes is pretty solid. Um but please, if this is your first episode and, you know, you want to learn more about fighting in hockey and enforcers and you might have questions about it, feel free to send me a message or something or go back and listen to previous episodes I had. This this whole podcast platform and even the guys I mentioned before, Darren at Fourth Line Voice, Joe over at Coliseum Chronicles, uh, you know, is to give those guys, you know, their stories. And uh, we interview a plethora of former enforcers and tough guys that are in the game of hockey. So, um, from all different levels I've had, you know, me and Darren we have LNH guys, AHL, ECHL um, Same thing with Joe you have got guys from all all the Islander systems So like ECHL, IHL from back in the day NHL it, All of us have plenty of guys and references You can go off of, so I encourage you to please go check out All of our episodes, and please rate and review the podcast It'll help it grow um, Sorry, my voice is running hoarse here um, Give me one second, Let me, last swig of coffee But um yeah so if you want to follow the podcast on any social media platforms I'm on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter if you're looking on Instagram just search Five for Fighting Podcast actually if you probably search Five for Fighting Podcast on any of them it'll all come up so just search Five for Fighting Podcast um but you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter And Facebook, of course, and if you want more Enforcer content, I encourage you to join the Enforcer Appreciation Group on Facebook. Just don't be a fucking goof. That's all we ask. Um, The rules are the rules are very simple, but yet some people are still just fucking idiots. But um, nonetheless, please rate and review the podcast, help it grow. And hopefully uh, I can get some interviews lined up. Um, I'm working on a guy right now, and I I expect me and Searson, um, unless anything happens uh, going forward uh, on my wife's side of the family. Uh, We should be going live uh, this Friday in the Enforcer Appreciation Group talking about Quebec League fights. So um, I encourage you to join up and check that out. But anyways, guys, thank you for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed this lovely little science experiments of does fighting grow the game of hockey. Um, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Hope to see you tuning in to the next episode.